Look, what do you want? Why do you keep following me around? You will grow strong. You have the desire, potential, and talent. However, you're still not aware of your true power. My true power? An even greater power lies dormant inside you. But there is one condition for awakening that power. <laughs> there, neath the flowers of life ever living, searched I the hearts and the secrets of men. Found I that man is but living in darkness. Light of the great fire is hidden within. Before the lords of hidden Amenti learned I the wisdom I give unto men. Masters are they of the great secret wisdom brought from the future of infinity's end. Fellow human from planet Earth, this is our Mystica podcast, a podcast of life and existence. I use a simple sound vibrational complex called spirituality. Whoa, don't get freaked out by spiritual stuff if you think it's too woo or fluffy, airy, fairy, because it's super grounded in stuff that you well know as mathematics and chemistry history knowledge yes science i said it and you'd be like no and i'll be like well dude maybe you gotta read more study it more maybe you gotta study your mind more and then you'll be like oh okay no yeah that kind of yeah you know that makes sense welcome to our mystical podcast i am your speaker sharon means to sing praises to the sky or you can call me Rakazulu which is my hacker name online and by hacker I mean my video game username I just call it hacker to make it sound as though I'm cooler than I actually am IRL although IRL I do believe myself to be a fairly cool person in order to create that effect within my mind space. Of course, saying that I'm a cool person doesn't actually do anything, and so that's the Zen problem, koan, situation that we face ourselves with, where I'm expressing how cool and awesome and knowledgeable and smart and supremely uh, enlightened I am, and you will say, well, since you said all that, it's not true, and I, and I have to prove it? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I'll just keep saying it, and I don't know, in a thousand years, maybe someone will be like, oh, yeah, okay. And of course, then my age will mature, and I'll start actually expressing some sort of supreme enlightenment instead of just uh, talking about it. Tonight, I am recording 
on a special traditional day for humans. We title it All Hallows Eve. Or more, even more traditionally than that, it is known by the single word definition vibrational sound complex. Halloween. Halloween's supposed to be a spooky, scary day, or for whatever reason, we dress up in uh, folk costumes and, I don't know, sometimes sexy nurses, which I, is definitely a plus, those sexy outfits within the Halloween uh, space to kind of alleviate the uh, trauma of repression we went through as human beings and still continue to go through. And, I don't know, some people don't even like sexy costumes, it's weird, it's weird to me. But also I understand them because they have that deep uh, thing like, you know, like the thing from Fantastic Four. I mean, he's a rock. How, how much sexual energy are you going to get from that? Probably zero. Unless, I don't know. I mean, if you're a sentient rock, you probably got something going on. And so Halloween was originated as a Celtic festival of Samhain where... People would light bonfires and wear costumes, ward off ghosts. And later, we started just telling our kids to like go house to house and get candy from strangers in order to kind of like remember that, I guess, in a better way because you get candy. And god damn it, you better get that fair trade organic chocolate to those kids, or I will slightly inform you on that manner in an extremely subtle, or direct way, however I feel you'll absorb the information towards the greatest effect, which could be either way, and sometimes I have to do it both times just to remind you that we live in a world where advertisers like money more than they like the health of our children, which is not unusual at all if you consider that they probably believe it's not that bad for them, which is what most people believe about anything they eat, is that they know it's bad for them, but it can't be that bad. And they are exactly right up to the point that they die a horrifyingly painful death of disease. But you don't have to concern yourself with that now. You only have to meditate upon that uh, experience of death in the future when you're experiencing it. Oh, well, I mean, unless you want to avoid it. And have, like, some sort of peaceful death. In which case, yeah. So ostensibly, if you read the history books, they'll say, oh, I don't know, some some Celtic ritual, Halloween, you know, just it's fun, just carry it on, carry on the torch. But if we look at the more esoteric spiritual texts and the information garnered from mystical channelers in the modern age, they will give you the origination point of the origination point. Why the heckin'? Were they wearing costumes and thinking they ward off ghosts and stuff? Where did those ghosts come from? Maybe the ghost is a metaphor for our traumatic past. Where we lived as Atlanteans. So to speak, Atlantis was demolished. Atlantis was a city described by Plato when he went to Egypt. Now, it's interesting about these uh, certain facts that they don't never told me in my mythology class, that the Greeks thought of, first of all, Greece, Plato, Socrates, uh, that one 
uh, Archimedes and the other ones. There's so many. Pythagoras. That, that was the one. That was the dude that was, went vegan after learning about mystery schools within ancient Egypt. Now to them, Egypt was ancient, was a civilization with a history. And when we think back at Greece, we think, oh yeah, that one place that has an ancient history. So for the ancient Greeks, they saw Egypt as we see ancient Greece. Ancient Egypt, holy crap, a civilization with the history, the ancient history. Now what now, then Solon, uh, Plato's father, went to Egypt. And guess freaking what? Egypt found a, another civilization, so to speak, in their records, in their record keeping, because, uh, you know, they're ancient. And they had a story of Atlantis. Story of Atlantis. What came? What were these ghosts? What befell this ancient civilization? And it uh, happened to be some sort of turmoil. You know, who knows what it really is. Maybe we'll know it later through some sort of, I don't know, tablet that we circumscribe or whatever. Or... In another alternate future timeline possibility, we let go of our competitiveness in certain ways and dissolve our ego into the selfless self of the great all that we are and realize that we are all empowered super beings and create world peace somehow and then extraterrestrials land and they give us the whole spiel because we forgot about it and didn't write it down. Either way... This calamity, perhaps it hits us in a certain negative vibe because we failed. And so, mystical people often say that the United States is reliving that whole empire scenario on a whole nother level. And so here we are, the meaning of your life is extremely important, no matter where you live, because you're likely living under some sort of... Western influence, and so Atlantis lives on as some sort of symbol of great power being fallen by corruption and who knows, greed or something. I don't know, we don't know the story, but certainly that's still playing out in our karma. And to balance that is the great endeavor, the great work, as Hermes Trismegistus Toph said before, the great work. Natural law, going back to the idea of what's the point of having free will if you abuse it? Moving to the idea of the light, the greater light, which has to be balanced with the idea of like, you don't make that into a thing or you're now conquesting over the greater light or what, or natural law or getting angry at people because they're not following the principles of the thing that now you're trapped within because you're doing the same thing as it just on like a more refined level i guess uh you know you, but still that energy can be rectified and dissolved into the bliss and joy of knowing that nothing can touch you you're a completely subjective entity that as one occultist said when someone was doomsaying about the 
end of the world, what does it matter to me? Because certainly your spirit lives on. And so if the work isn't completed on planet Earth, um, so long as your spirit did well enough, then you can go wherever you need to go because, you know, you learned the lesson that no one else seemed to learn because they destroyed themselves instead of create world peace. Or you can choose to come back and, like, help out again, I guess. Bodhisattva, if you really like Earth. It doesn't have to be seen as some sort of trap. I mean, certainly, that's what a lot of people see it as in the spiritual community. Some sort of trap. Some sort of Satanist prison where occultists are weaving spells with their greater ninjutsu than you. And we're all fighting each other when they're laughing up to... It's, it's certainly a perspective. But a greater perspective would be like, well, you know, why would... Why do you say that affects you? Because it certainly hasn't affected me. All that weaving spells I look at and I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, it doesn't do anything to me. Because I'm like, I know it's not evil. You're just wanting your desires met in a certain way. Because you have free will and you're God. And you're just using it in a way that... Because you think you have to harm others in order to get the thing you want. But really no one has to be harmed. Really, not even any sentient being, and not even any, we'll say, uh, consciousness, any, no consciousness even needs to be disturbed, which is great for the plant kingdom in the future. Um, great news for the plant kingdom. You may have a lot of, a lot more leeway, a lot less uh, blades cutting at you every single, you know, month. Because you gotta look silky smooth. You'll be wild and free, baby. And we'll just be living on our spaceships or wherever the heck and we want to go. That, you know, it's gonna be a little nicer. So after diving into the specific topic of spirituality, many people, I realized, oh wow, this is just kind of a word that people are using to describe some sort of expanded sense of self. Where now they're not just in one knowledge base they're in multiple knowledge bases cultures and perspectives and so you know like i don't know morality differs what we believe is correct and the path forward completely differs all sides of the political spectrum you'll find spiritual people in all of them and if that doesn't freak you out then that's perfect because it really doesn't need to freak you out. Since now you're growing in knowledge and now you're a, a light node of information and knowledge and experience that can effortlessly be channeled to anyone you're nearby through any means you have available. Whether through voice, silence, or presence. And the more you grow into this presence idea and uh, expanding your consciousness you start to see the perspectives of basically anyone even people you previously thought were evil destructive and disharmonious and they allow you to reach further heights within yourself and love abounds to all sentience 
and consciousness, even like material objects, you'll be like, whoa, I want to take care of this. It's a thing that exists here, and it's finally crafted from the universe or some human of the universe. Either way, it's a cool thing, awesome to explore this podcast. Thank you. You're upgrading your DNA in all kinds of ways. Your pineal gland is probably getting kindled into some sort of flame of great power. And you think, well, the way you said that sounds kind of like you're not, it's like you're kind of faking that. And emphatically, I say to you, no, I'm not. It just sounds like that because I'm creating it at the same time it is true that I create it, that it happens, and that you experience it. Also, there's a bunch of scientists that say there's like cosmic rays hitting planet Earth right now that we've never experienced before, and we're entering some sort of galactic zone point where the <laughs> particles are more higher vibration, and that's all bombarding us. At the same time, lunar cycles are aligning with planets and stars of beyond our comprehension, cosmic beings zipping by in their uh, vehicles not to freak us out because certainly they could easily freak us out and they know they don't you know we don't want that so they, they're very gentle and very nice uh, because they realize that we are easily freaked out that's why we have wars and stuff and that's why halloween is so interesting because for me it is certainly the time period to go into the darkness and see what your fears are uh if you want to you know like if you if you want to transcend a certain fear for me it's been transcending the fear of being seen as lazy and transcending the fear of others what other people think about me and this seems like a pretty typical fear. The idea of like, oh, wow, I don't, you know, do I follow my passion or just get the, you know, do the normal life thing? So then I have a comfortable and easy, safe existence. And one of my friends on the podcast, friend of the show, Raphael, has reminded me that, remember, if you're going with your passion, you can define it any way you want it certainly is likely going to be harder to do something like that because you won't be accepted for it right away because it'll seem like it's on the fringe edges of existence. And we don't think that's possible. And so why would you? And as I... Finally, you know, I'm always taking clips from Naruto, and I'm finally watching the last episode tomorrow on Halloween. A perfect timing. Finally, I'm finished with Naruto. I can watch something else. But uh, the this, this fictional anime has helped me so much. It's helped me so much. It's a fiction. It's a fictional story made up by some people that are just bored with how reality was going and wanted to circumvent the metaphors and symbolisms to divorce it from the reality so we don't get bored and feel guilty and do it in some sort of 
alternate universe where shinobis are constantly in a cycle of hatred and Naruto is a, some person that just believes that world everything will be okay and peace will be made because his sage believed in it. And so no matter what happens, he's positive. He finds the light within himself to transcend the hatred of the world and will not kill someone he knows will find the light as well. Kind of like a Batman thing, I suppose. Uh, you know, all of all the fiction, really. Um, most of it, anyway, helps us learn about how challenging it is to kind of hold on to certain principles when no one else does. I mean, it's not the thing that anyone does. It's not. It might even be lawful, but it's wouldn't be. We'll say natural lawful. I just like that word because it's. Uh, been spread throughout certain cultist regimes where they talk about, you know, what, what, what's the best, what, like, what's the highest pleasure? What, you know, if you were consistently feeling guilty about doing something that you feel is necessary, why, why do you continue doing it? Why do you believe it as necessary? That's the core question and then your pleasure will be stabilized in a sense of virtue. And that's why I always virtue signal on Twitter. A lot of people don't like it because it seems flashy or egotistical. But I'm totally exploring that whole realm of uh, believing I'm not egotistical because I'm being virtuous. And damn, does it, does it work? I can just flow with it, no matter what. I, it just feels like people allow me to do it, and they're they're they realize, oh no, yeah, I can't really argue here. So uh, you make a good point, <laughs> and um, also I'm not gonna like it though, cause I feel shame from your <laughs> reflection, and so I gotta absorb that at my own rate and come across other people that um, somehow express this in a way that doesn't seem as egotistical. Which, of course, I won't be able to do for, I don't know, probably a good 10, 20 years. Probably even longer than that. You know, it'll just, like, basically my ego will get less and less as I age. It's what it seems like. And then I could just, like, do whatever in a more humble and balanced way. It'll be great. It'll be so great. Oh, my God, I'll look so enlightened. You won't even know. You won't even, like, you won't even question it. You'll be like, wow, he's old. And he's not talking about any of this uh, virtuous stuff anymore. He's just kind of cool with life. Wow, so enlightened. I want to be like him. What's what, what's his diet? What's uh what, like like what's um what's what's his exercise routine like? I, he's lived for so long. Anyway, you'll you'll know about that when it happens. And if you come back to this podcast, you'll get the esoteric meaning, where I still come, pretty much know everything that I know now. I'm just not expressing it. <laughs> That's the secret to enlightenment. So since it's Halloween, I wanted to tell a story. Story for you all that dare to listen to it. And it's okay, because reality's, uh, you know, it's just form. 
in non-form, so whatever. It's just sensations. It doesn't matter. You know, you've seen a horror movie before. You probably have, though. You know, it's not going to be like um, Jason or Saw or anything. It's not going to be that bad. So if you've seen those movies, it's going to be less than that. But it's still going to be kind of mind-boggling for your... I like how I said that. Your mind to experience. So come in with several protective spells or just kind of know you're protected and you'll be totally fine with what I'm about to say. There was a time, time before time, where I was exploring reality and can only uh, assume it within the negative and can only think about it. I couldn't not think about it because it felt like thinking was the way in order to escape the prison of this human flesh body. Because I was on the internet exploring forums connected to 4chan and 8chan, where the occultists there were just talking about life in the negative, just every single one of them. And it's all a power game and how much magic you can stir up within yourself and there didn't seem to be very much cooperation at all it was just uh can you self yourself to the victory and if not uh you're doomed for eternity kind of thing kind of like a gnostic not you know many gnostics there that spoke of the demiurge and some sort of evil god where god is no longer very benevolent being god is evil and you came into existence and that was a mistake why did you do it you could have stayed in nirvana where everything's bliss all the time and, and nirvana just feels like a consistent sexual experience ebb and flow ebb and flow uh that sounds great i can imagine that i can imagine that easily what it would be like? Oh, I know exactly the scenario. I know exactly the scenario. But I would be in existence. Um, so most of the time when people talk about Nirvana, it's some sort of like vague colorless light thing that, you know, it's better than you think it is. But you can't really imagine it. So now it's good to know that things always get better. You came into existence for a good reason. It's not... It's, you didn't come into existence to escape it back into the zero point. You came into existence to make it better. To realize, oh, it could be better than Nirvana, so to speak. Um, I know I have to be careful, of course, saying words like that. Because it can create an effect where you feel pressured by how things are happening in your experience right now. In fact, you don't have to feel any pressure at all. You do not have to feel any pressure at all to grasp any of this, to do any, you know, 
any action that I say, learn anything I say, or understand any word I say. Because you will, if you keep listening, it'll all click in, and you'll figure it out when you need to figure it out. If you need to spin your wheels so that the trajectory of this spiritual shooting star then you will indeed create that scenario where you are spinning your wheels and you're freaking enjoying it it's fun it's exciting and then you know you maybe you maybe you slip up a little and kind of like scratch scratch your hand and you wonder why me and then you'll figure out why me you'll be like oh that oh it was because of that thing called awareness or whatever the heck that caused that scratch to happen and that now you know and now you know in the future there is a definite possibility that pain won't exist anymore whoa what a concept so i was going around and i had that belief system and it was like a freaking glass shard in my mind this sharp edge because i was thinking I was thinking, thinking, thinking. So I was abusing thought. So what what, what does thought... Do? What reality did I create by thinking the way I did? The very same. I felt in prison. I felt trapped. And I felt I was being tortured. Because I was thinking that that's what this is. It's just a torturous place. I was thinking. I was going over and thinking, thinking like, oh, you know... I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to have to be a wage slave. That's what's going to happen. And so I'm not going to have the time for any of this. And I'm not going to have fun anymore. And whatever kind of sexual flow of energy that I thought was going to happen in the future is, of course, a, a, a lie. And that my childhood is gone forever you, you know i wasn't even thinking like that either I, it was just purely existential in the moment and in my book the codex solace i lay this all out in an extremely powerful and magical way it's free on my website which is jaronfun.com j-a-r-o-n-f-u-n-d.com there is my emphatically shameless plug. No sarcasm there. God, I love plugging my website. And I trust you do too. Um, and, you know, and maybe in the future we all have some sort of kind of like this, like, oh, God, I envision some sort of oneness internet. Some sort of oneness, like one site to rule them all. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, that'd be great. And so, I uh, many days I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking, I'm trapped here. Felt trolled by reality. Felt like some people were way smarter and more intelligent than me, and there was no way to outgame them because they were already within the realm of bliss and love. And I was not. And I was, you know, connecting that to billionaires and, like, how some people are born with just, like, a lot of money. And I'm born with... I don't know, not as much, still more than others, but not as much, and what, you know, that doesn't seem too fair, that's my starting point, I used to play Civilization uh, 3 and 4 with, actually just 4, 
with my good fr- uh, high school friends. And uh, they've both been on this podcast. And one time, or many times, it was just funny because when you play Civilization, you started as a civilization, but you kind of like start at the Stone Age. And so, what you know, you, where do you start out as? Like, do you start out with all the resources around you and all the lush, fertile land and strategic military locations so that your empire will is just destined for glory and victory? Or are you starting out at a point where that you're like in the desert... You got no connection to any other civilizations to trade technology and commune with and have a great economy and make peace peace deals and trade and, you know, take over their territory if you're super evil. And so every time one of my friends would be like, ah, oh, terrible, let, let, let's restart. Terrible starting location. I'm not satisfied with my starting location. And... We can see reality in that. Most people see reality in that way. Damn, what my genetics. Ah, just, you know, my parents. It was just, you know, everything. You know, my teachers. Just an awful experience. And that makes a lot of sense from a linear perspective. And keeping that in mind is, of course, uh, super important. And when anyone any tells me about the history of certain what certain people had to go through or just personal histories of what certain people had to go through, it just sounds like I was lucky to have what I had, even though I know, like, some people have billions of dollars. And so that's, like, the balance point, you know, like, reaching that equanimity is the goal. So when we see it from that point of view, we see it from, like, well, we, we, we can't do anything about our past. Of course not. That is unchangeable unless... You change the present, then you can change the past. You change the present moment with your beliefs and say, I never, and you know this will sound really, uh, this won't sound great to everybody because it, you're, it, it won't make sense until you have a certain, unless you're high, if you're smoking weed, maybe if you're meditating right now, it might make sense. If you're on a beach in Hawaii, which was said to be the remnants of Atlantis and Jamaica, at least on that one website, I, one tab I have open, for sure you'll be able to understand this. You can change your past with the present moment and be nicer to people or give more or give more to yourself or allow yourself to synchronize with the universe in such a way that your passion is actually allowing you to make a living income because you are consistently in that knowing that if you're creating this thing called consciousness, which you indeed are, every, you know, eyeballs are rendering the atoms of the computer monitor screen or the car window you're viewing right now or your wall that you're staring at or, you know, just anything, the sun. Think about that. So you render the sun's particles. The sun, your brain is rendering the massive, colossal, nuclear plasma factory known as the freaking sun. 
and you think, oh yeah, I'm, but I'm not, I'm not, I won't be able to live my dreams. I can't do that though. Which is it's weird that that that's a common belief in our society because that is extremely disempowered. It's extremely um, small point of view. Limited is what uh, seems like the best word to use. It's just like an extreme limitation we placed upon ourselves because that's just the way it looks when you, when you're born with certain uh, guidance systems. That we're not able to do anything other than just the basic, I don't know, computer work or, you know, tool work, material work. Which, even in that context, still is actually really, really expansive and amazing that we can even do that much. Compute, like, programming a computer? Holy mother of God, that is such a feat for a, a caveman to even ponder as real pure magic so yeah science and magic one in the same one in the same of course there is a more subjective of course magic is more subjective and science is more obviously collective it's more it works because of the the, the way the elements work and the elements work in the way our brain renders them. And since our brain, our brains have more similarities than they have differences, uh, science works in that regard. So when science has to study the more subjective realm, it's more challenging to do, but it, eventually it will be able to do it, which is interesting. And at the same time, you won't even need it. We, it'll probably just evolve out of that label. We won't even like use the term anymore. We won't use the word spirituality in eventual time. You know, all these labels, all these differentiations of how we decide reality will dissolve. And so I create a scenario. I remember reading a book. And so if all realities are real, that's the freaky part, isn't it? If we assume quantum physics and everything's infinite, and that means with an infinite amount of time and space and all the frequencies that surround us, any reality can be created, which can either horrifies you because you watch too much horror films or too many documentaries, or it pleases you because you know you've seen so many fantastic fantasy realms and bliss out love centers within your your brain waves that you realize anything's possible and that that's what needs to be focused on because of course all those negative realms is just that's why buddhism and the vedic traditions and mysticism of other religions exist those are just forms baby don't what you whatever like you're, you're just interpreting that as negative and, of, and so, if you interpret it as positive, you will be able to move away from it into the, the positive realms. Because now you're interpreting things as positive, so a negative can't exist. So, it'll just kind of disappear from your reality. And I had not this cohesive knowledge within me. Now, that you, thank God you do now. You have this podcast. 
you're, I don't know, 30 years old in the year 2077, and you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, thank, you're crying, well, you're not even crying tears, you don't have to cry anymore, you're, you're laughing tears, you're laughing tears because you realize how amazing the humans of the year 2023 were. And the the, chal- the the comedic challenges that they had to slip and slide through. And so, I was reading. I knew about, I didn't even read the book because it freaked me out. A person by the name of Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Who made, who weaved words in such a way. Where apparently he was looking up ancient Sumerian demonic text which also was probably kind of the same thing as he was doing was the main reason the book the necronomicon now exists in bookstores doesn't have to again doesn't have to freak you out if you know it's all for you to see the greater reality from a different point of view and from the same point of view as if you thought it wasn't real. Of course, it, everything's real. Necronomicon's real, baby. It's out there. It's on bookshelves. Um, what it says can be made real. However, you can make anything unmanifest as well. That's the secret I didn't know about because I had visions. My pineal gland was lighting a flame, especially after reading books like the Emerald Tablets, Zen, and contemplating those koans. A great dark phoenix was born in the center of my brain that was corrupting and just throwing spikes in every which neurotic direction it could possibly throw them. And it was super scary for me at that time. Now it's like, oh, I get it. At that time, it was scary, and for sure there's some, um, a little bit more scariness. I, actually, I don't really know about if that's true anymore. It's it's definitely possible that I would have to go through certain fears within myself to reach some sort of ultimate, you know, next level of peaceful stability of within enlightenment. And, you know, if it sounds lofty that I say, you know, we're, we, I, when you're enlightened, you see everybody is enlightened. So if you're listening to this, I believe you're enlightened and I will treat you as such. Anything you say, you're going to fill, you're going to fill in blanks within my mind space. And especially if you believe you're enlightened as I. Okay. <laughs> Lofty enough for you? Good. Get loftier. The more you listen. Yeah, um, don't worry about donating. It's cool. I don't need anything. I ride on the waves of the cosmic drift. And you know what? You send me a little comment. Maybe I'll gift you a couple, you know, give you a little esoteric greenback for you to slide your way through some higher vibration in yourself. So I wasn't at that state at this time. I was at a state of fear and uh, cynicism. And it was reflected in my reality. And when I did meditations, 
you know, when I was reading Zen, I was only focused on the part where they were like, uh, you're going to be reincarnated as a fly for a hundred thousand years unless you get this point right here. And I was like, God damn it. That sounds, I mean, I don't get it. So what do I like push it away and say like, no, that's not true. Or do I definitely listen to what that Zen master was saying and get that point? And for sure, that's the way to go. Just get the point. <laughs> Wait a minute, but I don't get the point. Just then pretend you got the point. And if someone challenges you, say, okay, I get the point. Boom. You're enlightened, babe. You're enlightened. You're so enlightened. God, you're so sexy and enlightened. So great. So great that you're enlightened. And... Um, God, you're just going to get more and more enlightened. It's going to be super amazing. You're just going to flow with enlightenment. You're going to grow your enlightenment. You're going to grow baby enlightenments. You're going to have babies with enlightenments. And they're going to have babies with enlightenments. It's going to be a grand party of enlightenment for you and everyone. But especially you. Just there's something about you. That's just... It's just... there's There's something unique about you that no other one has... No other enlightened God entity. And I really want you to dive into that. So I, I laugh because it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Oh my God. The cosmic bliss is you. And so um, Lovecraft would describe this uh, cosmic entity as uh, apparently negative. Maybe it wasn't negative. Actually, it was interesting because I read more about it and this elder god was just kind of indifferent. Just a neutral entity. Just looked like a monster. And Lovecraft never gave a form to this, this cosmic madness that he was describing in his books until fans would uh, ask him, like what what i really need to know what this crazy entity looks like and he's like it's, it's indescribable you can't describe it it's beyond your comprehension your human mind would go crazy think about it and then eventually you just start describing forms be like well i don't know octopus face bat wings really big green dark green how do you how do you say like Cthulhu? No. <laughs> oh, okay. It's demonic. And you're not sound. Yeah, you're not. You're making it sound less demonic. I would. Gr I grab this as real. Like, okay, if every if all realities are real, I I took that literally and saw this uh, trapped entity known as H.P. Lovecraft, who was apparently extremely xenophobic or something at a certain time. As some of us get, not though not me, I love everyone. Um, please believe that. I do. I really do. I, I do my I do my best to love everyone. And I always come back to it. I always come back. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I love that person. Because they're showing me something about myself. And so I had a horrifying experience where I was, um, basically I went, insane for me though I don't interpret that that way that's just how I looked on the outside for me I was exploring 
how I fit into society. I was doing the Socrates thing where I was just kind of like poking people's belief systems. And I wasn't doing it in a Jared Lofner kind of way because I knew I wasn't going to, I'm not going to be some sort of, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the thing that I know can't, if you're listening to this podcast, this thing can't happen to you because you already have the knowledge, but for some people, they, they don't have that belief system. They have this game where they think it's good versus evil. And so I'm good if I take out evil and, you know, for atheists, sometimes that's taking out Christians out of the equation. And for Christians, sometimes it's taking out atheists out of the equation. Um, and, you know, Republicans, Democrats, and it goes on and on. Carnivore, herbivore, so on, so forth. The moon, sky, gender, sex. And that's why sometimes people in spirituality get it. They want to get rid of the idea of oneness. It's like, well, it's not all one. We differentiate. And then the oneness is like, well, why are you differentiating? Both sides need each other. That's the awesome thing about this existence and why conversations can go on forever. You can, ne- you can never run out of anything to say if you believe yourself to be socially anxietied. Uh, no, you, whatever you're saying is what the person needs to hear. And it's what you need to hear in order to, in the future, change your words to sound better to most human ears. Ah, so relaxing. So when, when you're doing a podcast, like, you can choose to edit. and You know, people in the media choose to edit certain things and stuff. And some people find that conniving and deceptive. Um, but understand, if you ever have changed the way you said certain things to sound cooler, you're, you're doing the same thing. And maybe one day we'll, we'll be at like certain vibrational states where that gets really boring and we don't like doing that anymore. And we only want to live stream. We only want to live stream. God, I need to be better at that. I've been editing way too much, but at the same time, we have an intention deficit. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm balanced. We're about, I'm balancing. We balance. These, so, I was placed into a mental hospital, and I didn't know what was going on, and they didn't know what was going on, and so they eventually, I forgive them all, for we did not know what we were doing. I was in one of those strapping... And I was I, I I was not a threat. I was just sounding like a threat. I get or looking like a threat. No way was I gonna harm anyone in that state of being. I I knew exactly that that was a non preferable thing to do. But they were unsure, and so I was strapped down to one of those chambers. Those, you know, those, you've seen them in the movies, and the, you know, Hannibal Lecter and all that kind of stuff. Not that bad, though. I, I mean, they, 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 they had uh, some amount of trust in me to not <laughs> put a face mask over me. Thank God. Thank the great heavens and the all. And 
while I was there, I, I, it was the most bored you would ever possibly imagine. Imagine the, the greatest amount of boredom you've had in an airport, and just uh, multiply that by about, a, oh, 100, I would say, would be a good number. And you'll get the drift. It was boring as hell. As it was, and hell was probably pretty boring. I mean, at least hell has some excitement going on in it. But this did not. And so, I would just... Out of my mind would just start hallucinating a worse situation just so I would get more get excited about it. Um, like I, you know, there's nothing here. I'm bored, and so I would see like a person. I you know, I'd see writings on the wall. I would see I'd hear whispers like trying to help me, but they couldn't help me, and because I had to figure it out myself, kind of thing, and. Um, you know, it's the same experience for everybody. Everyone has to figure it out yourself. Unless you're listening to this podcast where I'll lay it out for you and you'll, you'll be mentally stable. You just hit me up if you have any questions. Now, I saw literally Lovecraft kind of like crawling out of his hell portal that he created himself. And it was simply a, a vision I created out of my mind. A vision I created to reflect the reality of which... Uh, brought me there. I wanted to experience a horror film, basically. Um, because I didn't have the knowledge that I have today. Which is, which would have been listening to all the people that talked about positivity being a good thing. Oh yeah, you can just change your mind into the positive. It always sounds too cult-like or something. Um, but then you you go into the negative realm, and it's like, well, I'm this is really cold. Like now, <laughs> I I gotta listen to the good cult, not the bad cult. And then when you go to the gold cult, you're really it's not a cult. They were just trying to help me um, think positively, change my beliefs, and then I can cancel out thought if I need to. I can will myself to not even have to concern myself with even doing any of that work. And I was released from that place. I had my first uh, vision of Cthulhu. I think it was in a dream. And in many, many dreams after that. Where one, I remember, there was many robed men on stones and the water was rising. And... As the water was rising, I could sense a great creature in the depths below, and it would horrify me. And I would wake up, and you know, I wonder the you know the people of Atlantis, they experienced that um, collective apocalypse, and many other societies. Think of Pomp- Pompeii and uh, war war crimes. All the above, many humans have gone through this this apocalypse experience, not just Atlantis. And so, it, it, it's all created from our fears. Like, we don't trust certain people because we think they're going to harm us or take our energy or, I don't know, mani- be manipulative and tricky in some way. Which is merely a reflection of our own energy. Oh, illumined humans. We we think they're going to trick us, and so they do trick us, because 
we have not the knowledge to be not tricked by them. Because maybe we didn't listen to them or certain people that had greater knowledge that we ridiculed because it sounded crazy and everyone was ridiculing. Anyway, that's the whole experience. That's why we're here and, you know, the ebb and flow is the reason and it will get better and better over time. Be less and less cruel. In meditation, I was meditating one day when I was down and out. Felt like I failed in my life. Didn't get the career opportunity I preferred because I knew I wouldn't want to do that in that way under a boss, under a low pay. And I meditated on the grounded position of Earth and, of course, the cosmic position of Earth. What, you know, what is all the, the greater historical truths in Gobekli Tepe and the ancient societies and the Vedic culture and whatever these land, these great land masses I was talking about at the beginning. How's this all connecting to what I'm experiencing in the, the mundane muggle realm? And I would meditate and I would see the Elder God, Cthulhu, before me. The tentacles and the great power that I, that I couldn't possibly face. The Elder God. Some kind of cosmic demon. It's in my mind's eye. I saw it in visual, holographic uh, looked really good, you know, it was like really, really well rendered. Um, and now I, I, it just kind of feels like I was connecting with, I don't know, whoever was the 3D animator of the video game that came out more than the actual entity that exists in some irrelevant reality where, um, it doesn't affect the solar system because it's in a dimension we don't care about. So that can't touch us. And so having this vision, I, I kept wondering like why and why. And I, it definitely had to do with the things we consume or food or diet, the flesh and blood and, yeah, I know a lot of people are like, they don't want to think about where their food's coming from, when they're eating their food. But it's a great meditation to get on this path because you will find the source of your suffering and the reason why you don't believe you're enlightened. So, I uh, was like wide awake desiring pleasure so much pleasure i was on my car and yeah it was the most dangerous precarious situation i've ever been in because i was too afraid to go to sleep because i knew i would dream of cthulhu and i would see the elder god before me he would i don't know trap my soul or something uh little did i know that i was destined to meet this elder god again and in a way I didn't think was possible. In the waking realm, 
So I uh, was driving my car, just insane, half awake, half asleep. You know, remember playing like certain Lovecraftian game board games with my friends and certain Lovecraftian um, stories I've read and other video games and so on and so forth. The influence of this thing was uh, immense. And I, I, I was hitting, my car was hitting in the side of uh, the partitions, divided the road. I was like, damn, I just need a. I, I can't be driving now. This is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm super surprised. No one stopped me. No one's honked at me. No cops have discovered my in, inefficiency. Because holy crap, that would have made things way worse. So I was, you know, whatever, guided by some spiritual entities or whatever. Uh, just you know, telling me to go to Wendy's. Go to Wendy's. I mean, and then I saw Wendy's. And I was like, yeah. Wendy's. Wendy's. The fast food restaurant. You know what? I'm hungry. I can eat a cheeseburger. Why not? Why not? I am I desire meat. Who cares about the suffering of the animals? Who cares about the carcinogens and the parasites in my stomach that will slowly devour my um, pleasure in due time? I have the awesomeness of free will within me. And thus, therefore, hitherto, supporting Wendy's is a completely okay, natural thing to do. And this is uh, the mode of tantra. If you're in going, you know, look, it's the way you have to do it. If you want to get through the desire, you have to consume of the animal sacrifice. And so I rounded up the window, somehow gave him the money for a Dave's single cheeseburger, something like that. Could have been a Baconator. More than likely it was a Baconator. Uh, the most densest of food is definitely pig, and I don't know if it's my Israeli blood or kosher or what, but did not vibe with me as did... Not vibe with me. However, I mean, for sure it vibed with me for the first, like, couple... You know, I, as I was eating, I'm like, I'm eating a animal sacrifice right now. Hum. Mmm. That's really good animal sacrifice. Oh, my God. It's so good. It was good. It tasted amazing. It was the most pleasurable thing. But the pleasure just, like, went straight from my pineal to my sacral. Don't know what sacral is. It's like your sexual chakra. If you don't understand how energy works in the body, um, just think of it uh, like it was like a red wave of uh, pleasure pain. It was it, that's what it was. It, no, it it, 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 was, it was like a pressure. Like like my I could feel my blood feeling good and constricted. That's what it felt like. It was like a tightness and a goodness um, flowing down from my head to my. Uh, yeah, phallus, friends, it was a sexual experience, it felt sexual, it felt good, like, it felt a lot like sex, bacon in my, oh, cheese, bread, and as soon as that happened, as soon as that wave happened, I lost consciousness. Like, I, 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 I couldn't handle the energy. I stepped out of the car and had to just have my 
body on the physical ground. Looking up, I saw the Elder God Cthulhu ripping away atoms in the fabric of reality to reach my eternal soul. And that was scary as fuck. I was like, what? I can't believe this is real. I, I, I saw that and I was like, I can't believe I screwed up this bad. Is basically what I was thinking. Like, I, I damned myself to hell, uh, apparently, ostensibly. Uh, but no, it's just... It was just a negative action that, you know, people smoke cigarettes. I don't know. People do worse things than that. People, uh really get in the negative realm when harm of harming others this was just kind of i wasn't supporting the right team basically <laughs> it was the the least amount of sin you could possibly do um in this realm it's i really do think the least amount of sin you can do is is eat meat but sin nonetheless it is so uh you know i, I mean there's lesser sins than that which would probably be like insulting someone i guess or, or uh yeah so you're s stealing uh, yeah you know i would even say that would be less of a sin um depending i don't well i mean depending on how much suffering it causes the person you steal steal from um so uh with that said uh you know Thank God there was, uh, synchronistically enough, some human nearby to ground me. Just the human, just an older dude said, like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> you kind of fell out of your car there and you're uh, screaming a little bit. <laughs> sounds like not the thing to do. Um, sounds like not the positive thing to enact. Because I thought I was being, like, tortured by demons. Uh And so that I realized, oh, I, oh, I'm creating all of this, and now everyone thinks I'm crazy, and yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I, I, I know I can get, you know, I, I don't think I need medication right now. Uh, but of course, they forced zombie pills on me, and I could talk about that in another podcast. These uh, shamanic natural, you know, I'll call them shamanic herb, the herbs and meditation. Boom, that's all you really need. Positive thinking and exercise. Zombie pills? I don't know about... I don't know. I don't, you know... Then we got our taxes pay for that. And Hellfire missiles? Jeez. Like, can't we just give people the money to buy plants? And then whatever material objects they need? That would be great. But hey, I'm not in charge yet. And I likely will not be in charge... In that way, though, I would love to like talk with those kinds of people. So anyway, yeah. Oh man, I would love to talk with those people and be like, "What would you like? Would you ban this thing?" Any whom? After that, I um had se you know um, several more uh, visions of. Cthulhu, and I try to make peace with it, and remember, oh, snap, so this is about my anniversary, I had a dream, 
where I was kind of like uh, in between like a vegetarian, you know, I was like experimenting with vegetarian, vegan, maybe I'll have meat, I don't know, every Saturday or just or whatever. Maybe I'll have it every every other mood. Damn, I'm. It's just. I mean, let me get to the dream first. I I saw a spirit guide. I labeled her as some sort of spirit guide, and she I assume came to me in a voice and just said, "You you know you can call me Athena," and kind of connected with the Pleiades. So there's all that. And she was beautiful and tall and lovely. And I, ah, such a great energy. But I knew that she was unconditionally loving me at the same time, knowing that it was uh, not the most positive thing to consume meat or dairy or animal products. This is what, like, the energy I got from her. And I, like, desire to impress this entity and so I went fully plant-based three years ago around this day like a day before no October 1st it was a yeah about October 1st around the time of the fall of Atlantia and then I met someone who also had the same perspective but um was a person that uh, didn't believe in much uh, trust in any other person. There was very little trust, and I get that. And I understand that. And, and still, every time I see, like, spam, scam, spam, and stuff, I'm like, well, I mean, a lot of this has to be helpful. Debt-free, you know? Like, there's a lot of organizations that obviously are trying to help people, but at the same time, it always just sounds like a scam because there's so many of that going on that uh, it's hard to ask for help. And at the same time, we know there definitely is people helping in whatever capacity they can on the material realm of commerce. And so I made, uh, I had this dream where I was able to make peace with Cthulhu. I was able to face this demonic entity as just a form. And I'm just like, oh, well, I have as much power as you. And it came to me and it kind of like came to me as a small firefly and just like landed on my arm and looked at me like, yeah, I guess you do. I guess we're equals now. We're equals. And eventually I had a... um. But then I realized that within our equality, there was still differences. There was still this person, this uh, entity. You know, I'm, I'm mixing all the archetypes here because I jump from what I see the connections in the Pleiadian lady, the Cthulhu, my girlfriend at the time, and the society as a whole, and why we can't trust each other. And so the difference of perspective of language used of like getting out of victimhood, like talking about create your reality, like talking about positivity sounds like a cult for a reason. it sounds like, Oh, you're moving away from human existence. Technology, for example, scares people. 
the, a lot of things a lot of things in society freaks people out uh, transgenders freak people out because they're mixing the genders whoa you can't do that but they're there for a reason they're showing you some baby different um sexual fetishes and stuff freak people out because it's like no it's supposed to be human and human you can't nothing else don't it's just missionary position and that's it and don't talk about any of you don't even talk about missionary position with people out in public you have to find a super secret esoteric uh private uh, space in in your uh, purchased home or apartment and that's it no public display none of that don't even all that repression from the past and so uh after i made friends with cthulhu cthulhu appeared again in many different forms stepped right near me just like right on top of me and i was like ah oh, damn it it's i didn't it's still there and to this very day uh, Cthulhu is a symbol I see and have to challenge myself not to fear because I still have, even as a vegan, the desire for meat and dairy. So if I, so the, here's the situation. I can easily purchase a cheeseburger, easily enjoy it, and at the same time, I will feel the um, food in my body. And no, it's not gonna feel good in my body. It's gonna feel like crap. It's gonna feel terrible. All the toxins will have to be detoxed. All my um, ethical. <laughs> values that I hold so endearingly will have to be washed away over the course of time and my atoms will have to uh, realign to once again because now I'm uh, being you know skin cells are being produced through more torture than necessary and though at the same time I then I feel like well then am I missing out am I missing am, am I really missing out on that pleasure there's no way like it i remember forgive me sweet friends there was a experience i had where i was eating a burger cheeseburger in uh, eureka uh, oklahoma eureka springs and it was the most amazing experience eating that cheeseburger my god uh and there was there's this lovely lady and i won't get the full details to you until future time i decide and there was this lovely lady there and just looking at her uh, lovely female we'll say there's this lovely female and just looking at her made me feel super good all over that sacral area and i was like yeah i can i free will to just love everyone at the safe boundaries and asking permission of course first you don't want to end up like 
Patrick Mahomes' brother. No, I forget the words. Gossip. We we all make certain decisions because we desire things. This is all good. You're look your your brother is a star i get yeah i totally understand why you would uh want to get a little bit more in your life and be rejected as a result though what happened as a consequence of that awesome experience was uh the more prolonged frustration and anger while i was driving and i was being too erratic and i sped over a school limit and was stopped by, you guessed it, the Stormtroopers of America. And that was not fun. I was crying. I don't know why, but definitely that everything's connected, everything being connected. I'm sure my decision to have that sandwich based solely on the convenience I'm at a gas station, I don't want to just get fruit. I could have bought fruit or whatever because they have those at gas stations. But no, I needed the thing with the the thing that would really satisfy me. I needed the chunk of of pleasure, bliss, experiential awesomeness now. So. Having that, uh, remembering that experience, it makes me feel like, oh God, wouldn't it be great to keep repeating, like repeat that whenever possible. Uh, Get some king crab. Oh, I remember having such great experience eating king crab at Red Lobster. Just eating that flesh and feeling good about it and forgetting the negative consequences of the bodily uh, format it takes later on. And, um, so, I'm a, <laughs> I have all the nutrition I need. It's so crazy to think that I still think about this. And because I wake up every day and I see an advertisement, it's just, it's like a constant thing. And so now I have to talk about it to other people because that makes my energy flow a little better. And talking about it to other people, now I'm seen as, um offensive I'm like why would you bring that up that's our main source of energy animal sacrifices why why would you bring that up or just vegetarians good enough right yeah it's good <laughs> you know it could be better and so I'm, I'm like the i'm like a demon to people i'm like having a whip crack every time i mention it and I don't want that. And so I'm uh, attempting to make my words more, it's more light and comedic and at your own rate. Tantra is a whole thing that, um, when do you let go? Because I I made the commitment to let go. And so the, the having the thought, just having that thought kind of freaked me out a little bit. And at the same time, it really excited me because it, it was like, ah, oh, freedom again. Freedom. Like, now I can just go wherever. What You know, I'm always around and I'm always looking for organic plant-based restaurants. And I'm like, oh, I just need the sustenance that's the good stuff. That You know, scientifically speaking, the plants have a higher vibration, electromagnetic radiativeness to them, so to speak. So I'm getting a higher – it's just – 
a higher vibrational food and I'm more enlightened by eating it. So why, 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 why do I have the desire for the, the lower stuff again? Maybe it's because I know I can easily detox from it. But can I detox from the whole idea of the, the fact that I had the free will to do it? knowing full well that it wasn't the best thing to do like so so i, I am i really getting more will i really get more pleasure from it is what i go back to and the answer right now thank god is no i right now i definitely am glad i made this podcast because i had to express this to someone knowing the this is the challenges i go through every single day wake up I see a Baconator ad on like a driving through and on a billboard. I'm, I'm seeing um, people eat it left and right. And I, I have to smile and be like, hey, enjoy that animal sacri- sacrifices. I mean, the reason that you have this stomach pain and that disease and that disease and that disease and that condition and the reason why you're angry all the time and the reason why you hate so many things and people and feel bad and the reason your chronic um, pain continues over and over and over again, and it's like, you know, I want to be nice about it. How can you? How can you be nice about it? I don't know. Some entity, and I trust it's me, will just shimmer golden light um, by eating merely the fruits and I get it. The plants have consciousness too. It's just on a different. They're in a dream realm compared to animals. Animals have a certain amount of physical acuity to them, but plants, they have to be on a much like cut. Like they feel a little bit of cuttiness to them, right? They you cut them, and they're like ah ah. You know, like cutting. I've said this before. Like it's probably like cutting your hair. That's the amount of pain. For an animal, uh, I mean, you can hear him scream. You can hear, you can see them cry. You can see the, 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 them mooing for their lost um, children and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, you have that in mind. You know it's not healthy. You know it's not a, a even ethical. That You know it's the reason spirituality exists. You know, it's the reason people were talking around everybody. You know, it was the reason I had um, visions of horror, why I felt powerless, and so on and so forth. Though, then, I asked myself, well, then, is this the only thing I have? Like, is this my only, like, I'm I'm using this to make up for my... um, uh, inability to work long hours and to be stronger and more enduring and am I using this as a reason to um, make up for the fact that my video game didn't sell well am I using this for the reason that my music is not all that good and I still have a brachial plexus injury and, and so I, I I don't look physically um, capable and, and so on and so forth and I have to say no no, no, no. There's n- there that. This is just 
for the future years, the generations in the future that don't, you know, I don't want you to have to go through this kind of spiritual quandary of extremes. It has to be a clear choice. And so one has to realize at a certain point that anything is possible. We can change anything. Any we can make friends with carnivores. Wolves can start eating dandelions and fruit if they wanted to and survive and thrive from that because they they live as a, a, a baby would. A, a cow lives as a baby would. Whatever food is brought to them, they're going to eat it. And so people say, well, in nature they are carnivore. And so in nature we are that too. And I say, well, yeah, but you can change that. You know that, right? That you can inject them with everything they need. And there wouldn't have to be any animal products in there. It's just... Yeah, it's probably going to be less fun for them, but it's also going to be more balanced for them. They're going to have less anger. They're going to have less predatory instincts as a result. I was talking to a person in the Aquarius bookstore. And of course, I had to bring it up. I'm like, well, you know, my desire for money, my desire for fame, my desire for those things. I know... And those are okay for me to go through. I, I don't say anything sinful about that. Of course it's going to... I just need to experience those things. Meat and, and like and dairy, I, I think I've experienced that through the tantric rungs. Going into Smashburger every day, listening to spiritual... People, uh, entities way more intelligent than me, not even talk about it. I, and I don't know why. I was, I was like, well, damn, you, you, I felt like you could talk about that whole thing a little bit more. But if that would have not allowed me to figure it out myself. That wouldn't have allowed me to really do anything. It would have lowered their vibe. It would have lowered my vibe. All It's so interesting. They just say, they just mention like, oh, yeah, we don't eat any. We don't eat. We don't eat. We just, uh, you know, we survive on the light, like the plants do. We survive on excitement and pleasure and sex, communication, visiting other realms, experiencing other states of being and consciousness. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't. That's it. Looking at things, feeling the vibes, music. I'm like, well, that makes a whole lot of sense. So this whole, this whole idea of, like, having sustenance from certain animals doesn't you know you don't need it certain sub even substances all permission slip symbols that's why i learned and so i greet you cthulhu elder god thank you for the lesson appreciate it um yeah i'll probably uh, skip next turkey dinner um go out and just roast myself something gnaw on it probably not sit down at the family table for this thanksgiving because people aren't going to want me to just kind of like point out their awfulness. They need to enjoy themselves. This is what I've discovered. In Tantra, you have to get into a vibration where you feel good all the time. And 
So, if you're choosing to eat a cheeseburger knowing all this information, you have to keep in mind that it is indeed come from, from a suffering entity, from a suffering entity and all the workers that had to work in those hell farms pushing you know they they lose compassion over time and they're just pushing the cows and chickens around i would i would be doing the same thing if i had to work those, that terrible job i'd be like i would be tired of chickens and cows i would want to push them around hold them down and just be like die 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 um so you know look for other opportunities of work uh <laughs> farmers you don't have to do that to make money. There's ways to make plants, baby. Become a ah uh, the outdoor open air. You can till that soil. You can drive one of those machines. Hell yeah! And eventually, maybe you can like make sound emitters that repel the insects instead of shooting lasers at them. Nice try. Call of Duty programmer, whatever, to shoot lasers at insects. Okay. Um, I, I, th there's got to be some sort of frequency they don't enjoy or some sort of oil or, or something. Anywho, do the research. Thank you for listening, sweet entities. The Cosmic Realm story continues, as always. I am sticking with this. I'm going to have a veggie burger, mushrooms, or something. Yeah, ketchup and mustard, and that'll simulate the experience. And then, you know, but how do I get that blood flow? Like, like I had blood flow going in my body. How can I stimulate that? I don't know, I'll just be, I'll look at pornography at the same time I do it. How about that? So it'll be a win-win. Everyone's safe and sound, safe and cozy and cuddly. And we're in a new dimension of experience where we have transcended a desire and cut it off. Completely cut it off. Completely. In this incarnation. Whoa. Because I honestly was thinking like, well, okay. <laughs> Maybe in the... People have been doing it for 10 years. I don't know what. Like, oh, I thought I was... People were doing it before Beyond Burger? Holy hell, man. <laughs> how did... How in the world? Anyway, I'll get those people on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Our Mystic Podcast, your spirituality and knowledge, it's all up to you. Do the Tantra thing. Enjoy yourself. Remember, whatever you choose, enjoy it. Know it, why you're enjoying it and know why you're not enjoying it. And things will vibe way better for you. You'll make lots of money. And Hadley uh, uh, Ganesha... Thank you, Ganesha, for helping me win the lottery in the future and for Jesus Christ being super cool with it and uh, Buddha and Bodhidharma and other spiritual masters and beings. Thank you. Love you. Um, Odin also mentioned you. Thank you, Odin, for that one uh, vision you had where you waved at me. That was pretty cool, Odin. Um, we'll get right back at you in the uh, astral space whenever I uh, you know, get the time to... Work with the Vikings. I uh, really do like their um, vices, so uh, it'll be quite a while, but um, I'll get around to it. Oh, yeah, I guess I should mention some, like, scientist person or something. So, uh, uh, Nikola Tesla, uh, free energy, is probably on the way. Love and light, sweet friends keep within you the spirit of enlightenment. 